this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm a little weirdo with Matilda Powers, and I'm Evan. I'm wearing the same sweater two days in a row because I'm disgusting, and I'm Ronnie. Some big Jack's mannequin energy right there. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, Put on the same shirt I wore yesterday. If it's not dirty, I'm going to wear it. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss Jack Mannequin albums, <laughs> as well as TV shows which have only lasted for a single season. Sure. I feel like primarily the second one. Um, we, yeah, mostly the second one. We've gotten away from our Jack's Mannequin album days back in the we, uh, the before we've times. Gone to, we've gone something corporate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're in the wilderness this, now. This scene <laughs> is aesthetic. Anyway. Oh, boy. Okay, uh, we are currently covering Netflix's Everything nope. Sucks? No. Nope. Shit. No, Shit that fuck. was the last one yep. we did. This is going to be tough. You got uh, this. You got I this. don't. No. I am. Yes. I, I am not okay with this. There yes. It is. Yeah. Listen, we, yes, we got, got it. through it. We got through it together. That's why we're a good one team. One of those titles that is a whole sentence by mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to suck for, for putting the title in. I don't know if, if yeah. the episode titles can be that long. We're going to oh find boy. out. We're going to find um, out. We watched episodes one and two, and uh, it's very good. Spoilers for the podcast, <laughs> but you should... You should watch those episodes and follow along. But before we get into them, I have a bit for us. Oh, I'm ready. I'm braced. What's the bit, Andy? What is something you do when you're sad or having a rough day? And what is something you do when you want to celebrate? Hmm. Spoiler alerts for Andy's personal life. Andy's having a rough day. Oh. So I just thought we we could talk about what what do we do when we're sad, and then also what do we you know what about what if we cheer ourselves up? What do we do when we're happy? Gosh, unfortunately, I'm afraid that it's when I when I'm having a good day. It's probably because I've been very productive. I've been a good good boy and got all my homework done. I've done all the dishes, gotten everything clean, and I reward myself by just chilling the fuck out and just like scrolling through the bad website and uh, maybe playing some video games. But for the most part, I am just like taking it easy on the couch. And then unfortunately, if I'm having a real bad day, I cheer myself up. By just chilling out on the couch, scrolling through the bad website, maybe playing some video games, but really just chilling out. I needed to, um, I needed what I'm saying is I need to do self-care better. <laughs> this is what it comes to, <laughs> down to. You sound like my therapist. <laughs> Your um, therapist says that Ronnie needs to do self-care better. <laughs> yes. It's a good therapist. Yeah. She's smart. Very perceptive woman. Um when I'm upset, I feel like uh uh as adults we've lost the the childhood purity of having a, a temper tantrum. Mm. Uh, the adult version of that is just having a good bitch session. Sometimes I just need to complain about stuff. Sometimes stuff just sucks, and I just need to not yell about it, but rant about it for a while. And I may do this verbally. I may do this by shouting into the internet, figurative, figuratively speaking. But uh, I don't know if it actually helps, to be honest with you. I don't know if it actually makes me feel better afterwards but it feels good while i'm doing it (laughs) i feel like it definitely i mean it's like so so i don't want to i don't want to off track us too much but i do need to bring back uh ronnie's new segment apparently that ronnie talks uh at length about taylor swift um on on the album folklore there's a song about being seven years old and one of the things taylor says is like when you're in a grocery store and you're fed up with it when you're seven you scream you just scream your head off because like that is what your brain tells you to do. And we have we're older and we have civility now. But like that anger and that like 
irritation didn't go anywhere. <laughs> it's we've just yeah. like taught ourselves that we can't do that. And it's like, what how do we get that out? I think there's something evolutionary about like that that thing and like the way the fact that we have like kept it in means that we're probably taking years and years off of our lives. Uh at my college we had a thing called the primal scream uh, uh during finals week. There was an evening when everybody would just go out on the quad and just scream at the top of their lungs. That was probably the last time I actually like screamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may be right. You may be onto something. It may be good for you. I don't know. Yeah. I have neighbors, so I'm not just going to scream because sometimes they scream all the time. I know, and I hate it. <laughs> I'm not going to scream They're- because I because they know what they did. <laughs> I don't want to make them think it. This is this. Not only are We're you better than them. Not only are you repressing your anger, you're repressing it in a passive aggressive way. <laughs> oh, this is so what adulthood is. That's so good. Anyway, anyway, I I had a a couple of good bitch sessions today because I also had a bad day. Uh, but when I need to celebrate something or when I need to cheer myself up. I love to consume delectable consumables. I really love food rewards. I love uh, beverage rewards. I like to get a fancy cocktail somewhere. Uh, Or even making myself a fancy cocktail is fine. It's better when somebody else makes it for you and you overpay for it, just on principle. Mm -hmm. Because that's treating yourself, you know. But uh, yeah, I love to consume special occasion food or drinks. Very cool. Very cool. Andy, what about you? When Andy is sad, excuse me, I had a frog in my throat. Um, what do I do? I either drive, I either go Mm. for a drive and I listen to music, uh, probably either Semler or Tyler Glenn. Because usually if I'm sad, it's because something churchy has happened. As they're like, oh boy, there's still <laughs> buttons that get pushed. Mm-hmm. Um, that old Christian trauma faucet has been leaky. Yeah. yeah. Or I go out on my porch with either a beer or a cup of coffee, depending mm-hmm. on the, the time of day. And I... I, I I do like a reverse worship where when I was still very Christian during worship songs, if I really got into it, I was not like a hand waver or uh, a stander upper. I tended to make myself really small. Um, I had people tell me I worshiped wrong, which like, hey, fuck I, you. I mean, I feel like that's a whole category of worship is is the person who's just kind of like head in their lap and, and rocking a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think maybe I did it better than other people. <laughs> but, you know, if they're going to point a finger at me, you know, they can fuck off. Anywho, I do like a, a reverse thing where like instead of like focusing on how amazing God is. And how terrible a human I am and how sinful and wretched I am. Right. I'm like, damn. You know, kind of an old Ben Kenobi in uh in that episode of Rebels. I'm like, look what I've risen above. Look at my beautiful house. Mm-hmm. Look at my beautiful family. Look at my beautiful uh river. This is my fucking river. And uh yeah, I just kinda like take stock of like the good things that I have in my life. Uh and, and the beautiful life Evan and I have built. And that that definitely helps. I don't I don't I don't understand what your therapist could be talking about. It sounds like you are nailing self care. You are doing Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> you See, are, the that's problem so is I don't always do it. That is okay, well that's fair. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> there is something very visceral about just driving without a destination. That is mm-hmm. so good that I, I, I think yeah. about that all that like whenever I'm driving and like I'm driving to work and I look at all the other people who are also definitely driving to work. It's just like, oh, and then sometimes I'm driving just not to work just because either I'm running an errand or like I'm not on a schedule. And I look at all the other people who are driving to work and I get so anxious, like on behalf of them, where it's just like the, the ability to just be like, no, no, I'm just I'm just on this road. 
I walk this lonely road. It's the only one that I've ever known. I will say because my work hours are weird. Like I don't have that, that same sort of like congested traffic and like that anxiety mm. of like, I'm going to be late. That's handy. Yeah. Um, if I want to celebrate, I get myself pizza llama. Mm. Pizza llama is a food truck in the area. They make the best goddamn pizza in all of Maryland. I'm kind of obsessed. Uh, I became friends with the owner of the food truck from when I worked at Starbucks and he would come in and uh, my coworker, Rich, who was a big foodie, like introduced us because uh, Rich was tired of me bitching about there not being good pizza in Maryland. And he was like, no, there's this place and it's the promised land. And it's so damn good. And it's my little special reward. I'll like, they're they're on Instagram. I'll message them on Instagram. I'll be like, yo, Pizza Llama. Where are you going to be at? And do you are you going to have my favorite pizza in stock? <laughs> and sometimes they're like, you know what? We weren't going to, but because you messaged us, we're going to. Mm. And they take care of me. And I love them. And if you're in Maryland, if you're visiting Maryland and you want good pizza, drive, drive hours, drive hours for Pizza Llama. It's worth it. Food trucks are very good. But that's. That's how I treat myself is I get I get pizza because I love pizza and it makes me happy. I feel like a ninja turtle. Yeah. And you don't like it's not I feel like it's probably not a meal that y'all order in all the time because Evan is a confirmed pizza hater. Um, yeah. And so you can just get a little a little I imagine the pies are not massive. Probably a nice little Andy size pie from pizza. Oh, oh it's, I, I get two. Yeah, we'll frequently get two pizzas. So that I can abuse myself with pizza. So that you can it's, feel terrible after your celebration. Yeah. What's a celebration yeah. if you don't need to, like, repent afterwards? <laughs> you don't have to lie on the sofa for a little bit and go, Evan, oh no! <laughs> I ate all of it! Yeah, I don't think Andy realized that they could just stop eating when they're full until they met me. No. that That, that is a very much... You have much to a, win. That is very much a thing that I... I it, it never, never occurred to me that I could just stop eating at, at a certain point. It's it's just so good. It it's feels so good. it feels like magic. Mm-hmm. Should feel it, it yeah. feels one. It it, it kind of reminds me of like being a teenager, having free reign of the church, setting up four TVs. With uh, the choir changing dividers between them and playing Halo Two till four a.m. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's what this pizza tastes yeah. like. Yeah, you need like, and it's acceptable to eat like that because if you're playing Halo from, you know, twelve midnight to four a.m., you're gonna need like some recharging. Oh um, wait, I feel like we have to explain this for the Zoomers. Uh, uh, you used to be able to hook up multiple Xboxes yeah. together and different TVs. And you would have four people on a team per TV. Yeah. And you would you would have to use the divider so that the other teams couldn't screen cheat and yeah. look at where you were on the map. Uh video games used to be way better. And Jesus Christ, I feel old saying yeah. that. Yeah. What 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 now, um were there any what were the good dances in Halo? Uh you would just hit B uh, like B B B B B and teabag and that was it. The teabag, yeah. There weren't, that's, yeah, that's... There weren't dances. You just you mm. just crouch stand, crouch stand. No flossing, no flossing in Halo land parties. Uh, no, I don't, uh, I don't think that was a thing. Yeah, uh, it's Back not for me. Thanks. I'm gonna stick with my Fortnite. Hey, pew 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 pew. We're cool. We're so um, hip. But, but yeah. Anyway, pizza llama. That's pizza what it tastes like. Good. It tastes like uh, a land party. Yeah. <laughs> When you were 14. Evan, can you someday teach me that I don't have to, I can stop eating when I'm full and not when the food is gone and then look for more food because I decided that I was not full yet. You can just stop. You can just not eat anymore. I I will say, I don't think I truly understood the joy of leftovers till Evan (gasps) either though. Oh yeah. Yeah. The joy of leftovers is great. If you only eat half your food, then you've got half for later. I have not like I, I recently so got a good like club sandwich from a diner takeout and I like went into it the whole time being like I'm going to eat two of these giant slices 
I'm gonna put the other two slices in the fridge. I'm gonna have two slices tomorrow. It's gonna be great. And I'm eating, and I'm like, this is gonna be so. I can't wait to. And before I know it, I eat in three and a half. I was like, fuck no! <laughs> what are you doing? You planned this out. That that's the thing is, if you hit a point of no return, yeah, then it's like, well, this isn't gonna be enough for a meal no. tomorrow. This so is gonna I make me hungry to tomorrow, it. and I'm hungry now. Yeah, never wins. Never wins. No, Ronnie, you gotta come visit so I can take you to Pizza Llama. I can't wait we'll to go to Pizza Llama. We'll have a pizza adventure. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll get six pizzas. <laughs> and we'll we'll hate ourselves. We'll hate ourselves. So we'll just lay on Evan. We'll you die on like one hand. I'll lay on the other hand. And <laughs> we'll both have a kitty cat. And we'll say, Evan. Bring us the Toms. Bring we us the Toms. Rub my tummy, Evan. And we'll we'll watch uh the TMNT movie. Evan looks really psyched about this listener. I just want <laughs> I you to know Evan is so jazzed. Uh, hey, Evan, what's, what's the show the that show? we watched? Yeah. <laughs> the show that we actually enjoyed. Amazing. Spoilers. The, the way that y'all are just throwing the format out the window. Real, keeping things under, under, the, under the jest. Real quick. Pizza Llama doesn't serve cops in uniforms. Oh, that fucking rules. Right? Fucking right. That rules hard. They get hate sent to them all the time about it, but I like I was like, y'all fucking rule, thank you. Yeah. Fuck cops. Anyway. Let's talk about this Let's show. Let's talk about this show. Uh this show is called mm-hmm. I Am Not Okay with This. We watched the first two episodes entitled Dear Diary dot 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 and The Master of One Fuck. Uh, this show is about a weird little girl with Matilda powers, uh, where, like, if she's repressed, uh, she can do stuff with her brain. So, uh, she's in high school, she's living with her mother and brother, uh, because her dad has committed suicide, I think, fairly recently. Mm -hmm. They don't, I don't think they say exactly when, but like recently enough that it's uh it is lingering yeah well they say that and she had moved into the town recently and it has happened since then mhm so the framing device of the show is that the guidance counselor at her school has encouraged her to start uh keeping a diary and so like the show is narrated as though she's she's writing her diary and um, she's like, on top of her dad having recently committed suicide, she's still like kind of the new kid at this school. And she kind of only has one friend who was like the new kid around the same time she was the new kid. So they have become friends because of circumstance. And in the first episode, she finds out that her friend is dating this uh, this like jock guy who's a douchebag and she's frustrated about it, but she doesn't want to, uh, like hurt her friend's feelings. Like she wants to be supportive of her friend. So they're sitting at a diner and, uh, she's trying to like hold it together and be polite. Oh, the, the main character's name is, uh, Sydney. By the way, I don't think I brought that up at any point. I just called her the weird little girl with Matilda powers. And she's like 16, I think, or 17. She's not like a little little girl. But um, they're in a diner together and the the new boyfriend shows up and she's holding it together, even though she's like very frustrated and angry that the the hot jock boyfriend has intruded on her friend time with her friend. Uh, and as she's like giving him the stink eye, his nose starts bleeding very violently. And she's like, wow, it's almost like I made his nose bleed with my mind. Crazy. That definitely didn't happen. Um, so then she goes home, she gets in a fight with her mom, uh, who's definitely going through some shit, uh, and is not being a very good mother at the moment. And uh, Sydney is very, like, upset after this conversation with her mom. She sits on the floor in her room, and she gets real angry and upset, and a huge crack appears in her wall. And she's like, wow, super weird, very deeply weird how uh, 
when I have intense feelings, uh, weird shit starts to happen. Uh, so after she cracks a hole in her wall, she is trying to still talk herself out of the idea that she's actually doing this with her brain powers. Um, she, her mom asks her to pick up groceries. Uh, she has to walk to school and she, uh, asks for a ride from her friend, the one who's dating the jock and her friend. No, I'm sorry. She gets a ride to school from, uh, the weird boy who lives down the street who, uh, she's kind of friends with, but not really. Uh, and then she realizes that she's going to need a ride to the grocery store because it's not within walking distance. And her friend who's dating the jock declines to take her to the grocery store because she's going to hang out with her jock boyfriend. Sydney feels very betrayed. She goes to, uh, the weird kid who lives down the street who drove her to school and was like, Hey, can I use your car to go to the grocery store, please? I have to do it because my mom is working. Uh, what is Weird Kid Who Lives Down the Street's name? Uh, boy from It is what I've been calling him <laughs> in my head. Uh, I want to say it's Dylan or something. Tyler? I don't Stanley. Think right? Stanley. I think it is Stanley. I think he's got a dumb shirt that says Stanley when he works at the, yeah, at the bowling alley. Boy from It. Is he from Stanley It? Stanley is... Yeah, they're both from it. Oh, are they? Yeah, that's the girl from it. I gotta watch it. I've been calling them boy from it and girl from it. <laughs> yeah, there it is. He plays Stanley in it as well. Oh wow! There's some sort of weird universal theory where this and it are taking place in the same. Anyway, but it's not. And but she's not Beverly, so no, she's not. Uh, her no. name's Sydney. Uh, anyway, uh, she gets. Stanley, the weird boy from down the street, to give her a ride to the grocery store. Um, he... The weed comes after the grocery store. Uh, she gets some stuff at the grocery store, realizes she doesn't have enough money, gets very embarrassed and flustered and upset by the fact that she doesn't have enough money to pay for her groceries. Uh, has another... Uh, mind-moving stuff incident where she, like, blows a bunch of stuff off the shelves, and she understandably freaks out and leaves. Uh, Stanley offers her some weed. She's like, okay, cool. This is gonna help me deal with this. It does. Uh, they go to the football game. They hang out, uh, because she's high now, and she doesn't care about going home or whatever, because she's chill. Uh, and then they go hang out in Stanley's basement for a while, and they share some secrets about their acne, <laughs> and then they smooch, and that's where the episode ends. Very good. That's my, that's my, uh, I, I was skipping ahead. All of these it's very good. All of these uh, actions in a row sound very, uh, like, mundane, uh, but we should talk about why we like them and why this is a good show. Yeah, I guess we'll just, I mean, uh, let's go around the horn real quick and just confirm. Uh, hey, Andy. Yes, that's me. That's you. Two episodes of I Am Not Okay With This. Uh, did they work for you? Yeah, this is a damn good show. Very good, very good. Evan. Hey, yes, Evan. Ronnie. Yes, Are Andy. You I am, I am not okay with this. Are you okay with this? The show? I, I'm okay with this. This is a this is a good show. It's I'm intrigued. Very good. Very good. Hey Ronnie. Hey yeah. Hey Ronnie. Yeah. Did this? Show <laughs> work or you so far so far yes yes it did very good very enjoyable uh let's let's uh go ahead and dive right into why it did work this show's stressful it's so stressful you I don't you get the 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 like voiceover thoughts monologuing of sydney who is a very angry individual and it just 
builds and builds and builds and the the actor is just showing all of these emotions on her face as this anger builds and you the viewer have realized that she's got superpowers oh also there's a framing device of her running through the streets covered in fucking gore and blood and so you know that she is probably going to explode someone with her mind powers you just don't know when that's gonna happen yeah, at the beginning of both episodes, there's a scene that looks like it's out of Carrie. It's very, very brief, and it's been at the beginning of both episodes so far where she's, like, running down the street covered in what appears to be blood. I have a feeling it's going to be a fake-out, and it's not actually going to be blood, but I guess we'll see. You you say Carrie. I definitely am. I think they keep uh, referencing a homecoming at the end of the week. I feel like this is, like, almost definitely going to be a Carrie uh, homage. But... Well, it's, yeah, it's about someone who's got brain powers, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just feel the tension in in all of these scenes where she's getting angrier and angrier and losing control, and uh, it's it's real stressful, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time comparing this to... Um, everything sucks because as much as we kind of like talked about how it was going to be similar, it's really not. It's it's very different. Um, but it is, you know, teens going through teen shit. Um, in a small the, town, in, in a small school. town that like, oh, it's so boring here and I don't have a lot of friends and I'm kind of an outcast. Like it is very much like, you know, in that vein, but like. I feel like it is it is it is two roads to version yellow wood here. Like the the way that everything sucks struck me is like it's a very angsty teen thing of like I really feel like everything sucks, but really the world's not that bad. Like the world that we're living in is not that bad. Like things are the, pretty okay. There is there the are st- supportive adults around me yes. and things like that. Yes. Yeah. The, the stakes are low <laughs> in everything yes. sucks. Uh, so like they're going through things that feel very big to them as teens, mm-hmm. but, uh, in the grand scheme of things, everything's going to be okay. Right. Uh, in, I am not okay with this. I'm not sure everything's going to be okay. Right. Well, that's I'm, the thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's very much like shit actually is quite bad and sucks. And your father committed suicide and your mom is like, uh, emotionally abusive and manipulative. Mm-hmm. and it, like where everything sucks, they're just, like, taking these, these like, middling to okay situations and just handling them very poorly because they're just, like, teens that are like, I don't know what to do. Whereas in this show, I'm like, oh, you're doing so good, sweetie. All things considered, you are doing amazing. I'm so proud of you. Sydney, Sydney. Hold it together, Sydney. You got just, this. You've got this. And you're doing so, so good. Like, it is it is definitely, like, a, a, a you know, we talked about that, like, being more mature than the adults when you're a teen kind of thing, because you're kind of, you know, both in, um, both in Luke's uh, case and in Sydney's case, they are being expected to take on roles that are far bigger than a, a high school student should have to. Um, and while, you know, they handle it in different ways, uh, you know, that, that is clearly having a, a, very, very dire and vast impact on Sydney. And 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 she's just doing so well. She's she's all things considered, she's handling it really. She's got freaking superpowers and is making people nosebleed at the diner. And she's she's doing so good. Smoke she's that taking, weed. She's taking good care of her little brother. Yeah, you, you can have some weed, Sydney. It's fine. She's taking it's self-care. She knows what she needs to do to stop knocking bags of chips and toilet paper in the middle of the of the mini mart. Like Oh, I used to joke that if I got superpowers, I would be a terrible superhero because how on earth do you find crime? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess just follow the police and stop them. Um, <laughs> but like, where on earth does crime happen? When's the last time you saw a crime? Like having superpowers wouldn't. You know, I I would be a terrible vigilante. I would just use them to get money somehow. I would just use my brain powers to, like, blow up an ATM or something, you know? But I I love that she has, like, 
not tried to do that. Like, she hasn't even quite figured out that she does have superpowers. She's, like, just been telling herself that, like, she's imagining it or it's coincidences and stuff. Like that, that to me was, was very, uh, very mm-hmm. good storytelling. I, 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 this again is off, off track a little bit. I think you would probably be a villain, Andy, but a villain in the sense that like Magneto's a villain, you know what I mean? Like Magneto's not stopping crime. Magneto's, you know, advocating for his people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Magneto had some valid points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You would be bust baby societally you would be seen as the bad guy because uh captain maryland or whatever would be uh, you know trying to stop you from uh hindering the cops in uh busting up a bunch of teen uh people of color but we know we know better i'm sorry also evan that i, I made captain uh maryland like the de facto uh i was imagining boy. a man with big crab claws that's what i yeah. meant you too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Captain Captain Maryland actually rocks. It's something yeah. different. Captain Virginia, am I right? Oh boy. Yeah, I don't I know. I don't know if that's a yeah. thing. Y- y- y'all are down there. I figured it would be more of like a rivalry thing, but it's, it's fine. Virgin- huh. Virginia is awkward. Virginia is weird. Um. Yeah, I I fully agree with both of you. The acting is uh. Chef Kiss, very excellent in this. Uh, I find Sydney to be very compelling. Uh, and a lot of, not in a literal way, but in, the, in an abstract way, uh, very much of what she's going through is really relatable. Um, like, just the, the, the raw, world-ending frustration of being a teenager and dealing with these... These things like your friend getting a shitty boyfriend or like having to to look out for your little sibling and stuff. Little sibling actor is also very good for being yes. a little kid. Yeah, very, very, very small child. I don't actually know how old the actor is, but it's, you know, the the character is, is quite young. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like the show is in an emotional way, very relatable. Mm-hmm. In the same way that Everything Sucks was relatable, but with a very different vibe. It, yeah. it gets more, much more into, like, the sort of dark, moody discomfort of being a teenager. Well, there's this this absolute horror of being a teenager and realizing that you're different. Mm-hmm. And her horror at her powers and trying to explain it in a way of like, oh, no, that's not what's really happening. It's a coincidence or, right. um, you know, it's 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 not, you know, me. It's just that the house is old or what have you when she like right. breaks the house. And like if you're a teenager and you realize like, oh, boy, I'm right. attracted to mm-hmm. the same gender or mm-hmm. I think. I'm uh not the gender I was assigned at birth. You know, right. you know, whatever whatever queer allegory is is there, it's right there. And uh it's almost like superheroes are the perfect queer allegory for many reasons. I, but, yeah, almost like X-Men should have uh dove <laughs> into that a little bit deeper, huh? X-Men. Claremont did huh? what he could. The head of Marvel was a dick. Um anyway. It's, yeah, I, I it, was definitely palpable. Gonna, yeah, I, I was, you know, I think that 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 this show, based on what we've heard and based on what like the listeners have told us, um, this show will make that comparison. This show will make that allegory. But even to take the situations that are very similar of Sydney and Kate from Everything Sucks of both of their parents, they have a parent who uh, committed suicide um they their their other parent in different ways is not taking it very well they know that they are an outcast and then all of a sudden kate realizes that she is gay and sydney realizes that she has superpowers it is just like no like no i i I had it figured out like i was weird i was different i'm outside of like the norm and like that i learned how to deal with but no now there's more now there's 
you know, it, it is, you know, very, very, like you said, palpable for queer people. But I think this is something that is which is like so frustrating that it is something that has only been put in front of people recently, because while this is extremely, extremely raw for queer people, it is relatable to anybody. There are always things that get thrown in your path that are like, I've already I've already like gotten to this point. This is hard enough. And now there's this like that. That kind of thing is universal. And it just so happens that there's something else there for people who are marginalized. And so it just sucks even more that it's like this is the beginning, the onset of this kind of storytelling. I don't know if I was biased by uh, like the the vague mention I heard somewhere of this being a queer show. But Sydney was striking me as a lesbian. Oh, like, yeah. Her, her uh, like frustration about her friend having a shitty boyfriend really felt like she was in love with her friend and just didn't realize it. I mean, the boyfriend mm-hmm. is also shitty, but um, just the way she was talking about her friend, about like how great she felt being around her friend and like how, how awesome it was to finally have a friend. Like, I'm not, I'm not minimizing the, the wonderful positive emotions that come with friendship. There was, there was, there was something about it. We, we big queers were picking up on it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think she really likes Stan that much. I think she just like needs a, a, a pal. And Stan was very clearly like initiating that. So, mm-hmm. and platonic relationships exist. So that's you know. Well, sure, but they kissed at the end. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's there's heterosexuality is also a thing. Yeah. Right. I kissed a lot of women. I'm not cool. It was just Liberty University. <laughs> <laughs> the dating pool right. was shallow. <laughs> Lots of girls trying to get their MRS. Yeah, um, they wanted to be pastor's wives and run the women's ministry at my mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. They were all psych majors. There you go. Anywho. Uh, yeah, but I was very gay, so it doesn't count at all. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, I can't tell if, like, the adults in this... I mean, we've we've, we've only really interacted with two adults and one of them was just explaining how erections work. Um, there was the uh, lady at the bowling alley. Yes. Hey, Marge, <laughs> was... taking my 20. <laughs> I liked her. When, when he was clearly gone for hours. Yeah. Um, which is like a thing you can do at small town jobs. It's just like, yeah, I'm probably not coming back and you don't really need me anyway. So bye. Um, yeah, basically we just have, uh, Sydney's mom, who the, the, you know, is, is high stressed, is, you know, under a lot of pressure. Clearly, you know, she is working extra shifts at the, the diner she works at to cover up costs. But the thing that is like the, you know, the thing that makes her manipulative and emotionally like bad is Sydney brings up the fact that she feels like she verbatim says, I feel like people that I love don't love me in return and her mom responds with maybe you have to set your uh sights a little lower or maybe you're aiming too high or something like that um which is just like without even, what a brutal thing to say without even yeah. looking at her like doesn't look away from the tv the the voiceover is talking about how you know they don't talk about her father's death and you know, they have all these feelings bubbling up. And so it's just it's 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 left unsaid and everything is terrible. And she's also drinks a lot when she works. And like that is like the culmination of that. And it's just like it's it's. Hoofa doofa. I am I am strongly in like the, you know, mom and dad go to therapy challenge 2020 um, 2021, I guess it is now. But it is like, 2021. What happened? Good, yeah. And guess what? Parents still ain't going to therapy. Um, mm. Uh, yeah, it's it's very much like God, like these these parents just like don't have what it takes. And I can't tell if that's more realistic than in Everything Sucks or it, you know, it's different circumstances, different cases and all that. But it's just like it is a stark, stark contrast to Ken Mesner. Yeah, I was missing Kent Mesner. Uh yeah. 
I I will say that I kind of like that the mom sucks. Yeah. Uh, as much as it can uh, feel therapeutic to watch a show where the parents are amazing and just the best and just like, oh, wow, isn't that nice? Uh, seeing just uh, a rough portrayal of a shitty parent also kind of hits mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. It's very validating. Yeah. Some people's parents just really do suck and yep. we don't see that much. If uh if we do see shitty parents, they get like an unearned forgiveness yes. slash redemption, which I hate. Yeah, it, it is you know, who knows if this show is heading in that direction. Um, but they're definitely like I don't think that we can get out of this season, even if there is a redemption, without there being a huge, huge reckoning for this mother. Um, because her, her daughter is extremely badass with extremely big emotions and also uh, can, can crack the foundation of the house with her brain. So, it's, it's, it's you know, she's not going to just hug and forgive all this shit, it seems like. The uh, the literal or figurative in the case of Sidney's mom distance that the parents have from the teenagers in this show, I feel like really settles you in in the shoes of the teenagers mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. so than in everything sucks because the parents had their own storyline, of course, yeah. in uh, everything sucks. And here you you really feel like the the teens have only each other to rely on because like you like you pointed out Ronnie there's uh like one random teacher for like a minute but he's right. a non character and then the only other adult in the situation is this emotionally distant cold mother figure mm-hmm. so you don't it is also very relatable in that, like, whether you had, like, good, warm, loving parents or not as a teenager, I think every teenager at some point, for some reason, feels like they're going at it alone. Like, they feel mm-hmm. like nobody is on their team and there's nobody they can rely on except themselves and maybe the microcosm of other teens right. that they interact with. So I think that's a effective way of communicating that emotion. I mean, even even in terms of, of the parents, the adult that we haven't seen yet, there is a mention of Stan's dad, who is like a long haul truck driver and has gone for long chunks of the year. And mm-hmm. so like physical distance there, like it is very much a loop situation where he kind of rules the roost and does what he wants. Um and and then we hear this is such a like a, a, a small thing, but it is also so emblematic of the point you're making, Evan, where even Liam, the, the younger brother of Sydney that we said is a very good actor. When we first encounter him, it is because he is like making an Iron Man suit because he said like designing it, like just drawing it out on paper because he says like, oh, the bully got called into, you know, Mr. Coffee's the principal's office, Mr. Coffee. And he talks about this like adult. And it's like, yeah, the bully got called in, but I think I'm going to be next. Like he even knows in that moment that like this principle, this like authority figure cannot protect you from what's going to happen. So I and a, a 10 year old have to take matters into my own hands. Like I'm already learning that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can share it with my sister because I know she's going through it, too. But like for the most part, it's just like I, I have to, you know, I have to literally become the Hulkbuster in order to keep this person from punching me in the nose. Yeah, obviously. He got called into the principal's office, but obviously the principal is not going to do anything. Right, so exactly. I- like the, yes, yes. Which that feels like almost the most true. Like, the fact that, mm-hmm. like, like I love Ken Mesner. I think he did a great job. Boring high school is in good hands. I don't think that is very, like, like um, that is not very representative of principals in public high schools across the country. Mm-hmm. Um very much more with Mr. Coffee's and and not doing anything to uh, popular bullies. I couldn't believe that sex ed class. Very descriptive. 
Yeah, I don't know about y'all. I didn't have sex ed like that in high school. Our sex ed was run by Mr. O. He was a Vietnam oh, vet. Oh, wow. Mr. And O? Mr. Really? O, yeah. That was a nickname. <laughs> oh, but, that uh, was, okay. Uh, his last name just started with an O. Uh, gotcha. But he was he was a Vietnam vet, and he would just tell us about how he used to, like, kill people in the trenches and in the tunnels. Uh. And, like, every Did so often... Did he also teach gym? Oh, yeah, yeah. He also okay. taught gym. okay. Uh, he because that, up, because he would, both being a health teacher and being a, a grizzled war vet are very both gym teacher ass things. <laughs> he would he would split the girls and the boys up and the boys would do wrestling for one week out of the year and he'd tell us how to defend ourselves. I don't know what the girls did during that time, but um uh it was very homoerotic. Uh mm. anyway, uh health class. Uh he would talk about like being in the tunnels and stuff, and he'd be like, and that's why you use protection. And it it was like, wait, what was that whole thing about? S- <laughs> uh, Were the tunnels a metaphor? Or? And like, yeah. Uh, or he, he'd just show like graphic pictures of STDs and be like, that's yeah. why you don't have sex. Yeah, that was yeah. the only form of sex that I have. We had uh, like abstinence only education in high school. So uh, in like fifth or sixth grade, the the girls got the like anyway you're gonna get your period like the boys had to leave the room i don't know what the they were doing at that time but they got like they separated the girls and the girls got the all right you're gonna get your period don't freak out uh talk it was not descriptive or helpful at all it was Mm -hmm. extremely mechanical uh and then in eighth grade we had a nurse come in and show us like graphic disgusting pictures of scds that was it there was no like there there was no like human anatomy segment of this there was no like this is what the functions of these body parts are me and kirsten actually had our health class together so we had a health class similar to this uh in 11th grade and um we were given the opportunity to do projects about you know drugs and stds and stuff and me and my friends chose to do make movies about them and there were mr goldsmith's class uh and you know we we were we were a couple of cards but mr goldsmith would always reach reach his breaking point with us and and we on one of the videos we had my friend drew a dick and held it up to the camera and said this is this is a healthy dick and this is and he drew drew a little bit more on there and he, he said this is a dick with uh, whatever the sexual transmitted disease was that we were talking about. And he, was, and he drew like a angry face on it and, and fangs and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're watching this and it's, it's like, this dick has teeth, uh, horns and a knife. And I remember saying, that's a rebel dick. <laughs> and my good gym teacher, Mr. Gold was like, damn it, you guys. And we're like, no, 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 it's stop. It's fine. Gold. It's fine. <laughs> and he went back and sit down. Um, so I didn't learn anything is what I'm saying. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I learned way more about erections in this like 20 seconds of, of uh, health class on this show than I did in my actual health classes. Something I wanted to say is I did not know that these children were in it. That I, I Andy, you have seen it. Yeah. I haven't made okay. me watch it. Uh, I, I have not yet. I, I first I'm one. Great. Po- did not love the second one. Okay. Yeah. I, I am I am at this point um a shameless not shameless plug, I'm not in it, but I have friends who are. Uh the Losers of Love Story uh podcast from Horror Borealis. Um that is my only it connection, and I'm kind of trying to keep that pure at this point. Um but because also because I'm a big scaredy cat and I won't I probably won't watch it. But this these actors are making me want to watch it. These are good, good actors. Stanley rules very very into stanley you could you could do it he is he is maybe a little unbelievably cool as a teenager i know he's kind of playing like a like a a loner weirdo but like he's also playing trying to impress a girl which is like yeah for sure that, that is like you know an element of it but like what a cool teenager being like hey i'm just gonna walk away from work right now and like yeah. 
we're going to smoke weed in my basement. And then I'm going to wax poetically about how the jocks suck. And it's just like, all right, Stanley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, I'm gonna walk. to you and your four weed clients that you sell weed to, <laughs> all four of them. That, One that of them is his good. cousin. That that is an element where it's like he is like cool enough of a customer, like not only to be and like look cool, but to be honest with her about like, oh, you're you're you sell weed. Like, who do you sell weed to? And he's like, I've like, there's like a couple people. Like, it's not, it's really not that many. Like, he's he's not like hyping himself up in a way that like any any teen dude who was trying to impress a girl would be like, oh yeah, I you know, there's like 20 people that call me up any given like. He's just like, nope, my cousin. Yeah, and I'm also, rolling in it. I'm rolling yeah. in it. Dude, that's the I, hardest I, part about being an adult is where the fuck do you buy weed? We can, we can just buy it now. No, we can't. Not in Maryland. You got to know people. Not in Maryland. But you, we, okay, but I mean, you can just buy it. Yeah. You can just drive You can head across. over to those awkward people in Virginia. I'm well, sure it's not it won't actually be available in Virginia for like another two years. They got to build the infrastructure. But it did mm-hmm. become... It, it did just get legalized for recreational use in Virginia. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I agree with you that he is a little bit unbelievably cool, but I also think he's cool because the show has made me do that. So I think he's cool. Um, I also think that if Kristen Wiig is ever in a movie where they need her to be played by a teen, then the actor who plays Sydney is like a shoe in for that. Um, I just saw her like, her her uh profile at one point and i was like oh that that's the shape of a Kristen wig face she should play young Kristen wig i think she's gonna be in the D movie Kristen wig another D movie uh no uh uh i was gonna say sydney sydney sydney, sydney. yeah 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 she's gonna be in the D movie they are making a D. yeah movie. chris pine is in it and wow. um y- y- did i you hope watch it's the- not i hope it's not uh, Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court style. I hope it's not like a regular dude getting dropped into a fantasy world, because they can do better than that. Think it is, but uh, for those of for those of you out there who are probably the same people who enjoy my my Taylor Swift minutes, uh, who have seen the Netflix program Bridgerton, um, which y'all should check out because it is if it is by Shonda Rhimes, um, so just like uh, still star crossed. And it's if Starcrossed was a little tiny bit better. Um, only it, a little it, bit, though. Only a little I mean, it's not tremendous, but it's, if it, it's you know, it, it hits that note. Um, it, star, it uh, stars Roger Jean-Page. I, I don't know why. This probably one of those G's or J's is probably a hard sound. Uh, but Roger Jean-Page um, is a very attractive man. And he's also going to be in the D&D movie, I did read. Hmm. The I haven't seen Bridgerton. I, I haven't seen Bridgerton, but I've seen stills of the people in Bridgerton. I think I know which one you're talking about. If oh. You to... oh, yeah, he's hot. Yeah, yeah that's the one I, yeah. He, yeah, yeah he's shirtless and having sex a lot in Bridgerton. It's time um, to watch Bridgerton. <laughs> Bridgerton, Bridgerton is basically the... Look at that uh, costume, boy. That's some yeah, costume oh, yeah. porn, oh, too. good costumes. Bridgerton is basically the show that they were watching in um, that... that uh, Birdie was watching in Tuca and Birdie. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It's it's hundred percent. They saw that episode and they were like, "Oh, we should make this show real." Uh, even though that show was based on, I think probably like Downton Abbey. Bridgerton it was is like based on Downton Abbey. Yeah, but Bridgerton is like Downton Abbey. Let's do this, but with sex, and everyone's going to it. Everyone is going to come at the exact same time. This is another piece of commentary I've seen on Bridgerton out of context. So mm-hmm. I'm glad to have you to confirm this yeah. uh, this rumor for yeah. me. Robert. Everyone just comes at the same time. Everyone comes at the same it's time. It's just it's just very, very uh even even Kirsten pointed out it's like that's not how any that's not how sex works at all. Extremely that's idealized uh, movie sex, which is fine, yeah. to yeah. be honest. But, but it happens rather... like three to four times an episode. So oh, okay. it really rubs your nose in it. Mm, okay. It's pretty good. I mean, you know, it's for what it is. It's 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 pretty decent. There's there's some hot dudes and there's some dudes that you will not be able to tell apart because they're all weird. Uh, we are. Kind of like are there gays in it? Dudes. Um. Yes, there are. 
We are not at all talking about I am not a no, therapist anymore. No, we keep anymore. doing this. This is what happens when we only watch two episodes of here's a 30 the problem. Show. Here's the problem, though. There's really not a lot bad about this show. We normally no, divide it up no. between, like, all the good stuff and all the bad stuff. We talked about all the good stuff a lot. There was a yeah. lot of good stuff. And, like, there's yeah. not really any bad stuff. I'm struggling to come up with anything that I'm like, no, that sucked. There was not a single thing that didn't work for me for this story. Yeah. It was a good show. Yeah. It was a great sense. first two episodes. Mm-hmm. It could all go mm-hmm. downhill from here, but I kind of doubt even, that it will. I, I really hope it doesn't. Even like they, like they could, there have been a slew of these of like Netflix shows that rely heavily on like a teen narrating their life. Like there are so many that I could, I could, I could point you to and not all of them do it well, but like the narration, like I don't even like the narration works so, so, so well. It I builds the like, tension in yeah. such a, it's such a like, strong way it's it's a really good narrative device and you're right ronnie usually i hate that shit yeah yep the whole journal thing no fuck that that but but like no it worked right yeah before i could even allow myself to think like oh this is a journal show like i i was already pulled in based on like the like the you know the very teen commentary of like this is what i want to be saying in this moment but i'm not because i know that i don't have the power here but, but then she gets powers. So what happens next? You know, maybe she's got the power. Um, maybe that's the allegory they play on. I guess. Who knows? Good show. We'll be watching it's a good show. three you episodes watch next it. time. We're gonna, unfortunately, again, we're gonna wrap this up in three podcast episodes. Be unfortunately because it's fun to watch and fun to talk about. Um, but fortunately because it's just we're gonna rip through it. It's gonna be a good time. I will uh, say I have a doozy for our next pick. The next show we're doing after this is Andy's, and I got a doozy. You gotta, you gotta keep it under your hat more because you are, you are hyping this show up. I'm like, excited even, about it. You're not, not hyping it up in the sense that we're, that we're going to be like impressed, but hyping it up that it is so weird and so much. It's going to be uh, weird. It's, okay. it's, it's going to be tough to cover, to be honest. But I'm excited. You. <laughs> Mm. I mean, like gaycation. That was that was good, but also very tough to cover. Uh, it will not be as stressful as gaycation, or as tough like for our format as gaycation was. Fair, 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 fair. I allow it then. I guess. Um, gaycation was great though. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, I've had so many people reach out and be like, "Oh yeah, I found your show. I watched gaycation." I was like, "Okay, I don't know that you really like our show though." Listen to these other episodes. <laughs> Listen to us talk about boners. Right, Gaycation is good, and you will, and the, and those episodes are good. But just give yourself a little other, a little more of a sampling to make sure that you're really on board with what we're serving here. Um, uh, if you want to listen to the Gaycation episodes, you can uh check out endingpending.com. I haven't thrown that website out in a very long time. You can check out endingpending.com. Go to our. Uh, mm. Go to our backlog. Um, there's lots of good stuff in there. I'm beginning the process of um, removing our bad uh, branding from episodes that mention a bad network that we were a part of. Um, I guess not a bad network, but a network run by bad people. Um, and so if you want to make that worth my while, you should go back and listen to the old episodes starting at like episode 30 or something like that. Be sure to uh, follow us on Twitter at PenningPod. Like our page on at uh, Facebook.com slash PenningPod. Follow us on Instagram at EndingPending. And send us an email, PenningPod at gmail.com. Also, a very, very special thank you to uh, Dallas and Loxie Locksmith for, for suggesting this show. Thank you. Um, we love you. you. You can always suggest a show at any point. That is always going to be free to our good, good fans, our good, good listeners. I've been trying not to call you all fans because just because you listen doesn't mean you like us. I have to remind myself of that. Um, we hope you do. We hope you do. But I mean, I hope a lot of things. Um, but if you want to suggest other things for our shows, um, like uh, bits and, and other stuff coming soon, feel free to check out patreon.com slash WTM radio. That is where they may radio. Joint venture between Ending Penning and Force Friends Rewatch, uh, the Andy Extended Universe, if you will. Um, 
and uh, we'd, we'd love to have you check it out. There's going to be free content there. There's paid content. So, you know, head over there, see what, see what you think, see what you like. Um, and I think that's it. Like I said, next week, we'll be back with three episodes. Uh, Andy, how do we, how do we wrap these episodes up? We're never doing Firefly. Never doing it. Because Joss Whedon sucks. Because jo- I was, I mean, there are a lot of things that are bad about Joss Whedon and him sucking. But my first thought was like, we we literally never do Firefly. It's not even going to be a fun bonus thing. We're not going to do it. No. We're not going to do it. Stop asking. No one's asked. Have people? No asked. one's. I mean, I mean, especially. I guess they heard, we we started with when <laughs> we kind of opened yeah. with. We're never doing it. <laughs> We kind of drilled that into the ground pretty hard. Yeah, I'm going to stop recording. Where they may radio.